Sometimes I think the whole idea of positive thinking or having a positive mindset gets a bad rap. Like it's this fluffy idea just so you could be happy all day. I'm here to tell you that's not it. Having a positive mindset or being able to think positively is so powerful and its ripple effect can show up in so many aspects of your life. Not only how you feel about yourself, but it affects your relationships, your career, how people see you, and so much more. The thoughts you create, what you're choosing to think about and say to yourself is affecting you in so many ways. Today, we're going to learn how to crush your negative thoughts and train your brain to be more positive, to create meaningful and lasting change in your life. That gets me super excited. Are you ready? I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. So let me start off by asking you a question. How often do you take the time to think about the thoughts you have? What's going on in your mind? And then how are those thoughts influencing your life? It's so good to think about this because so many times our thoughts and we're talking about the negative thoughts, are ruling our lives and taking over. Unfortunately, this is true. I'm sure you could see it. We run around in a state of stress, or we're anxious, or we feel worried or discontent. So often this is because of the thoughts that we're choosing to think. One negative thought leads to another and then another. So we have to remember about our brains. We talked about this before in some previous episodes, and I'm sure you've heard it elsewhere. Our brains are wired to look for the negative. And this is to protect us. You know, our brain is looking for any threat so it can warn us and keep us safe. But having said that, our thoughts are going to lean naturally more toward the negative. So then it takes even more work to flip them around to be more positive. We're going to talk not only about what things you can do to turn these negative thoughts around, but also things you can do to train your brain to see more of the good and be more positive. So let's talk about the benefits. There are so many benefits of positive thinking. And also, you can even feel the benefits as you're working towards this way of thinking, just in making the effort. So first, let's talk about the health benefits. There is ongoing research into the effects of positive thinking and optimism. I actually found a great article from the Mayo Clinic highlighting many of these benefits, so I will link it below, but let me just tell you a few of them. An increased lifespan, better psychological and physical well-being and lower rates of depression, lower levels of stress and pain, greater resistance to illnesses, better coping skills during hardships and times of stress. Powerful, isn't it? Those are just naming a few, and there are more, so I will definitely link the article below. But what about the other benefits? First, the way you think of and talk to yourself. Is it positive or is it negative? And how much of that affects our confidence? Isn't that true? So instead of saying, oh my gosh, I am such a loser, I can't remember anything, or 
I am the most undisciplined person ever. I can't stick to anything. It can go on and on. Can you relate? I know I've said plenty of things to myself that I I wouldn't even say to my friends. That's where it starts. How you talk to yourself, how you think about yourself. So how can you take some of those things and reframe them? Think about, you know, maybe some of the things you even told yourself today or this past week. Could you say them in a different way that you'll feel a little bit better about yourself? So instead of saying, I am the most undisciplined person, I can't stick to anything, say, well, no problem. I didn't get to that today, but I'm going to be sure and do it tomorrow. Or instead of, I'm such a loser or whatever you say, sometimes that's just for fun, but I can't even remember anything. Instead of that, say, wow, I am so much better when I write stuff down. I'll do that next time so I don't forget. This kind of thing. So the more positively you can spin those thoughts and say them to yourself in a more positive way, everything trickles down from there. It's like a really good cycle that you get into. One of the books I just thought of that I'd recommend for sure, if you haven't read it, it's The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. Such a great book. And I love how she incorporates so much of the science into the concept of high-fiving yourself and how really this one act can greatly transform your life because it's full of positivity and it really boosts your confidence. I really do love Mel Robbins. I bring up the way you speak to and think of yourself first because this matters. You have to be happy with yourself. Say positive things about yourself and to reinforce this in order to be happy with other people and in relationships, you have to be happy with yourself. Think about it. You want to be around people who are happy with themselves, don't you? They're more confident and they're more secure. They're better at being independent in relationships. And that's a really good place to land in the relationship. Do you know what I mean? You're not too independent where the other person feels like you don't need them, but you're also not too dependent where you're smothering the other person. It's just a nice balance. So you need them, but you're also okay to be on your own. I think it's, in my opinion, I think that's worth striving for. So then let's talk about that now. How a positive way of thinking affects your relationships with your partner or your spouse. Hmm, this really could be an entire episode. That's for sure. But let's just take a couple examples because I love examples. What about this? Would you feel close and happy with your spouse if he or she came home every night and said some variation of this? Ugh, I had a terrible day, or the traffic stunk today, or something like that. Or would it be nicer to have your spouse come home and just give you a warm hug, or maybe ask your question and say hi in a sweet way? Or what about this? Instead of criticism, why don't you ever, you know, clean up after yourself (laughs) or something? Why not think of the things he or she does do? Like, oh, honey, thank you so much for fixing the coffee maker because you know I love my coffee. Seeking to see the positive goes such a long way in relationships, that's for sure. I'm sure you get the point here. I could go on and on. But if you stop and recognize the negative thought or even a negative thought habit, like every night you're negative about the day, try to, to think about it and reframe it. How could you do that differently? How could you seek more of the positive? The benefits are endless, no matter what area of life we're talking about. Let's move on. So how do you recognize when you're in a negative thinking loop? First of all, what does it even look like to have more of a negative mindset? 
or you're trapped in this habit of negative thinking. Maybe it shows up for you in different ways. Maybe for you, it's a constant feeling of worry. Or maybe it shows up in things you say to yourself, revealing a lack of confidence. Or maybe it's got you down. Or you're feeling anxious because you can't stop the negative thoughts because one leads to another. It can look different for so many people, but it surely isn't good no matter how it shows up in your life. Not only this, but there are many ways that we distort our thoughts, and therapists call this negative distortions. They're exaggerated thoughts or incorrect thoughts that aren't based on any facts at all. Cognitive distortions, there are so many of them, but what they are is it's the way your mind convinces you to believe the negative, whether that is about yourself or your situation or anything, that's really not the truth. We all do this, that's for sure. There are so many different types of cognitive distortions, but let's take a few examples that I think you might relate to. The should statements. Oh, the shoulds. So many things we might say that lead us to feelings of guilt or anxiety or just plain bad about ourselves. Oh, I should really go on a diet. Oh, I should work harder and I don't. I should get over that. I'm an adult for goodness sake. Oh, he should just help me. That's why I get so angry. There are so many examples, but it is saying things that lead you to feel bad about a situation. By the way, I have to share one of the greatest books that effectively tackles this negative thinking pattern. It's called Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy by Dr. David D. Burns. It is one of the most successful psychotherapy books ever written. I'm listening to it right now on Audible, and it's so fascinating. He shares actual therapy sessions in the book. Of course, he gets, you know, the permission. And he shows how using CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, how it can be a proven effective tool for combating depression. He uses that and many other tools. And he has thousands of examples of transformations just from those therapies and no drugs. In the book, you'll hear how he can pull out the positives from their negative beliefs. Truly worth listening. It's It's just amazing just to hear how people share all of these negative thoughts, and a lot of them are the negative distortions that you're talking about, and how he can actually pull positives out of those. Obviously, this isn't an episode about depression, and so if you're struggling with depression or any mental health challenges, please speak to a professional therapist. I am not a therapist, that's for sure. I just love sharing books that I love, things that I learn, and things that have helped me. So going back to the should statements, one of the things we do here to combat this is to reframe it. And also, as Dr. Burns teaches, to look at it differently and find the positive part in what you're saying. So if you're saying, oh, I really should go on a diet, you could say, I would like to lose weight and I'm working toward that goal that works for me. And so the positive part of that should statement is really you care. You care about your health. You care about how you feel and and your energy and how you look, all of those things. We can reframe the negative distortion into a whole positive way of thinking. Let's take another example that's pretty popular. Another cognitive distortion is called the mental filter. And this one is dwelling on the negatives and discounting the positives. Uh, So many examples. Let's take a couple. 
Maybe your boss at work gives you a compliment on that project you successfully completed the other day, but you immediately focus on the fact that your coworker just got a promotion. You can't even hear the compliment. Here's another one. Your spouse tells you you look so beautiful in the morning and you think, oh my gosh, I just got up and I feel like a sleepy dog. How could they think that? You can't even say thank you because you're too focused on that distorted thought of that you think you look like a sleepy dog. (laughs) Well, I might relate to that sleepy dog feeling. (laughs) But don't forget to pull out the positives in that situation. Could it be that you see instead of how much your spouse loves you or the way you were thinking, maybe just appreciate the good sleep you got the night before and how good you're going to feel that day, this kind of thing. I want to add one more distortion here just to mention it because I think it leads us down such a downward negative spiral. And this is the catastrophizing negative distortion. We've all done this and it's usually the what if thinking. What if my manager quits? Oh my gosh, my business will go down the drain. Or what if I don't get this job? I'll never make it in this field. Or what if my mom or dad falls and then what am I going to do? And all of the negative thoughts start to come. Can you relate to this one? We need to stop ourselves from sliding down this hill and making situations so much worse than they actually are or making things worse when they aren't even bad at all to begin with. (laughs) There are so many other negative distortions that I am going to put the link to an article I found from Psychology Today that will give you a long list of them. And I think the purpose is so you really can see and understand each one. And then as you read more about them, then you're going to begin to say, oh, yeah, I am so guilty of that or whatever you would say, I would say that. And then you can begin to see these negative ways of thinking in your own life. Then the key is going to be to stop yourself. Try to reframe the way you're thinking into a more positive and helpful way. Oh boy, we could do an entire episode on this, I think, on negative distortions and then giving examples and how to reframe it and how to pull out the positives, all from what Dr. Burns teaches. That would be so interesting. Maybe that might be an episode in the future. But for sure, we want to nip this negative way of thinking in the bud because it's not fun, first of all, that's for sure. No one wants to hang out with you if you're a negative ninny. (laughs) But seriously, this pattern can turn into a downward spiral, and that is what we definitely don't want to happen. Let's move on. So how do you break this negative thinking loop and start training your brain to see more of the positives or to start thinking more positively? There are a couple things and we're going to talk about four. The first thing is we have to get good at just recognizing it, stopping in our tracks and seeing it. Many times this is just the first roadblock because we get so used to these negative loops or negative habits of thinking or acting in a certain way. And then that breeds more negativity and ugliness, as I like to say. What if in, and I'm going to just come up with this general example so it doesn't sound like I'm throwing my husband under the bus. (laughs) So what if you were out of town and your spouse was home holding down the fort, as they say, and you came home and you were so excited to see them and the house was a mess. Dishes were in the sink, toys all over or whatever all over the floor. It was a mess. And he or she greeted you with a hug and, hi, honey, I missed you. 
Do you want to focus on the mess in your house? How could they leave this mess for me when I come home? Can't I leave for a few days and blah, blah, blah? Or are you going to enjoy that big, warm welcome and hug you received when you arrived? Right? Pay attention. You could do a few things to try and notice these thoughts. You could write them down, write them in your phone, maybe in the Notes app or in Google Keep if you have an Android phone, and write down the thought you had that was negative. That's all. Just keep a long list and hopefully, (laughs) well, hopefully it's not long. Hopefully it's short, but you get the point. Do that for an entire week. And then you're going to see, maybe you're going to see a pattern in there somewhere. Then after a week, you're going to take those all of those negative thoughts, and you're going to flip them and figure out what could have been the positive thought you could have thought instead. And that's where we're coming into number two, which is implementing the thought replacement trick. This is going to be how to reframe those negative thoughts or even patterns of thoughts. And we've given a couple examples before, so I'm not going to give more, but this is where you're going to do that. You're going to recognize the negative thought and then replace it with a more positive one. Number three, this technique is, I love this one actually, is to look throughout your day for your daily three. I'll tell you a quick story, and you might have heard me share this story before in a previous episode, but when the girls were younger, I would tuck them in at night, and I'd always like to end with, what were your three favorites of the day? And they would say, oh, I love this, this, and this. And it would become our daily routine. Or no, our nightly routine, but every day we did this. And it was so much fun to hear the highlights of their day. And really what this was doing was helping them to focus on the good things that happened that day as they were falling asleep. I thought it was really fun to hear them as well as the mom. But this is doing the same thing. It's it's looking throughout your day. In fact, I also just heard something from uh, similar from Mel Robbins. I don't know if it was uh, one of her books or something, but I loved this idea too. She said to look for three hearts in your day. I think that's what it was. It was three hearts. I apologize. I can't remember if it was which audiobook or what, but she had people look for hearts throughout their day. Maybe some people would find a leaf on the ground and it was in the shape of a heart or see a cloud that looked like the shape of a heart. Whatever it was, the point was to seek out something that made them smile. So this is really what this is. This is the third technique, seeking for the positive or something beautiful in the day. I like the daily three. Maybe you have one, maybe it's three, but you know, make it specific if it helps you more. Like what are three things that made me smile today? Or it can even be something that makes you happy. And then throughout each day, you made sure to make an effort to seek that out. Make it a daily habit. It is really powerful. It gets your mind seeking out the positives and things that make you happy. It's a really good one. Let's move on to the fourth and last one we're going to talk about today. Moving your body, do something that pushes you. I know, I know, Holly said this last time. You might've heard me talk about this in last episode. It was the 40, numbers 47, uh, the few lessons I learned this past year. One of them being, if you wanna change how you feel, you need to do something really physical each day. Then you heard me talk about how impactful this movement is to not only our physical health, but for our emotional and mental health as well. If you didn't hear that one, you can hear how things really snowballed for me last year in that episode. 
If you're thinking, how could moving my body really be training my brain to be more positive? Just stick with me here because let me just share this quick update that shows me even more that there's so much power in this one. So I shared that I've started strength training again this year and just these past few weeks, I'm already noticing so much. My strength is improving. I already feel a lot of physical changes actually, and it's helping my mood, my energy, and my sleep. Holy bananas, I fall asleep so much faster. It's incredible. I know these are all good things and it's gonna help me to feel better and better. And in turn, I'm gonna feel more positive about it all. Tony Robbins says, positive thinking is as much about your body as it is about your brain. So taking care of your body, your physiology, will improve your mood, and then it's going to create more positive thoughts, and that is the positive cycle we want to continue on and on. There are many more techniques for sure, but I think the ones we covered today are really powerful. They're not hard to do, but so worth doing. Let's do a quick recap. We talked about the power of your thoughts and how your thoughts can dictate how you are living your life. Are those negative thoughts or positive ones? We talked about the benefits of positive thinking, not only in health, but for yourself, your relationships, and so many aspects in your life. We spoke about negative thinking loops, how to recognize them, and negative distortions, and how they can be to blame for your negative thought patterns. And then we talked about four ways to train your brain to be more positive. And they are, number one, recognizing your negative thoughts, seeing them and writing them down or noticing any patterns. And then after that, we can use the second technique. Number two, implement the thought replacement technique. How are you going to reframe your negative thoughts to more positive ones? Number three, look through the day for your daily three. Three things to be grateful for, three things to make you smile, whatever you choose it to be. Let it help you focus on the positives every day. Number four, moving your body, changing and challenging your physiology to improve your mood and in turn, improving your outlook. To conclude, I have a challenge. I have a challenge for you this week and it's to at least do number one. Keep a running note. Write down each time you notice some of the negative thoughts that you have or negative patterns or habits you catch yourself in. Do that for this entire week. And then next week, you can go back to that note, read each one, and start to see how to reframe each thought. Powerful stuff. And you don't have to wait to pick your daily three or to move your body. Do those too. Those are fun and so helpful. I hope you try them. I hope this was helpful. I know I need to work on this stuff just as much, that's for sure. I love a good work in progress. If you know anyone that might benefit from this episode, I would love it if you could share it with them. Click the share button and send it over. If, if you go to the episode, you're gonna see the title. There's a little dot. Well, there's a circle with three little dots in it. And if you click that, you'll see a drop down, and you'll see the option that says share this episode. And then you could share it by text or email, whatever the options are. I would appreciate it, but more importantly, if you know they might need it, then they would appreciate it too. I wish you all the best this week. Talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.